was a double cheeseburger and not a McDouble. I saw the second slice of cheese. I felt it. <laughs> I feel awful now. Let's get the show on the road. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, welcome to the Raincoat Report. This is Boss here with Jeremy. Hello. Did we say welcome to the Raincoat Report on the last episode? Yes. Okay, good. Yes, I we worry did. that sometimes we don't introduce the show when no one knows what they're listening to. We have not not done it so far. We're professionals. I wouldn't go that far, but we've just not not introduced it. I've thought a few times that we might have, but every time when we go back to the editing, it's there. <laughs> so, Let's do the other thing we always do. So we'll plug the social media. Um, I can do that. Okay, do it. Um, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at uh, Raincoat Report. Yes. Um, rate, review, and subscribe to us. Yes. Some people do that, and maybe more should. Yes. Those burgers turned on me quick. <laughs> <laughs> Find us, email us at uh, raincoatreport at gmail.com. Yes. Um, send us. You know, film requests, uh, questions. Um, uh, if you want to send us your homemade pornography, we'll yeah, watch it and yeah. talk about it on the air. We will send us some pornography. Uh, if you want to yeah. mail us any VHS tapes of random porn that you found, uh, that is also an option. It uh, is. My girlfriend's been talking about how she's seen people on the internet who have found just like unlabeled VHS tapes. Uh, one found it in, like, the wall of a house, but a few people found them at, like, yard sales and stuff. So and it just ended up being some random homemade porn. Get your hammer out, start bashing in your walls, and <laughs> yes. send us whatever you find. <laughs> uh, yes, a parcel full of cockroaches. It's going to be good. <laughs> um, but, yeah, just send us an email if you want to do that, and we'll uh, we'll get you the details to send us stuff. Yeah, we'll get you. We'll get um, you. If, if you want to send us money, it's also raincoatreport at gmail.com. Yes, and we will accept your money. Yeah, we'll take anything you send us. Yeah, so far we have a, a, a very small amount of spending money, but, uh, you know, if we uh, want to expand things, we'll need more money than we have right now. Yeah. So. We can start doing ads. Uh, we could. Start running ads for those shady dick pills. Uh, yeah. Like I talked about before. I'll tell you about cockroaches. Tell us about cockroaches. This lady came up to me at work and she's like, you got any roach bait? And she's like, we saw one roach and then we saw another roach a couple of months later. <laughs> we just don't want there to be that many. I would kill to only have seen one or two cockroaches <laughs> and then got on the problem versus a problem that was created Um I want to say by one of our mutual friends who <laughs> spilled some wine and never cleaned it up oh, okay. under the fridge uh, and left me with a nightmare roach <laughs> situation that I never fully got under control. Oh, uh, yeah, that's a nightmare. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. Um, if you have roaches, just move. It's the only way to stop them. Yeah. You Wherever they've been, they will be. Yeah, they... Uh... They set up shop and <clears throat> shops on. They multiply like roaches. The roaches do. <laughs> yes, they do. They do um, a lot of things like roaches. Those spe roaches. Speaking of roaches, you know what they like? What do they like? They like trash. And you know what we like? We like trashy ladies. That's right. And that's today's film, right? 1985's Trashy Lady? Uh, yes, indeed. It is Trashy Lady. Uh, starring the uh, wonderful combo of the teacher, Harry Reams, mm -hmm. and uh, Ginger Lynn as Kitty. Yes. Uh, directed by Steve Scott, who um, I think I've only seen one of his other films, and it was... Uh, Is that the boss on The Office? <laughs> yes, Steve <laughs> Scott. Uh, the other film of his that I saw was Coming West... Uh, which is which I've only seen because it was a special feature on the Vinegar Syndrome uh, Blu-ray of Trashy Lady. Actually, now that I'm looking at his uh, filmography, I also saw one uh, called China and Silk that he did. Yeah, 
which was not that great. Sure. It's not uh, up to the trashy lady level. No. Um, Ooh, trashy lady. Going down the alley at night. Oh, trashy lady. She's looking to start a fight. Yes, she is. That's the song that they didn't write for this movie. <laughs> mm. So, uh, in this film, we get late era Harry Reams. Yeah, this is about when he was retired, right? So yeah, this, this is, is this is in that time frame. Yeah. Okay, so this is probably one of his last roles. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, he had movies coming out for a while. Like, I think oh, Pulsating yeah, Flesh yeah, was 87. Yeah. But I, I'm pretty sure that they said that, like, he stopped making movies in about 85. So okay. this is around that time frame. Yeah. Although perhaps this was filmed a little bit earlier sure, still. But you, you never know. It's in that late era. But, yeah, uh, there's, uh, there's a lot going on here. So I'm excited to uh, dive into it. So uh, Ginger Lynn was in uh too naughty to say no yes um i accidentally tagged her as amberlyn on one of her posts yeah someone finally pointed it out like a month and a half later but, uh, uh, <laughs> who knows what state of mind i was in when i made that post so you know in right. the future i'm going to be more careful and not mix up my lens though you really should both are in this film so we'll see what happens as we go <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so we got that going for us she was, uh, let's see. Yeah, Too Naughty to Na- Say No came out this same year. Uh, there's one called Ball Busters that came out this year that I hope was a uh, femdom uh, ball-kicking movie, but it looks like probably not now that I clicked on the IMDb link. It's a bummer. It should be. Um, uh, Jamie Gillis is in it as Officer Number One. Okay. <laughs> uh, I think that might be the other movie the Kingfish play the music in. Oh. It's something like that. It's all in the same era. It's very mixed up. Wonderful. The Kingfish. Yeah. From uh, Too Naughty to Say No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful stuff. It's very beautiful and sensuous. Uh, yes. Fully erotic. It is indeed. All fully, of those things. Fully aroused. Uh, 100% on the Peter meter. <laughs> Is that a rating someone gave it? Uh, I don't know, but uh, Al Goldstein and Screw Magazine always rated things on the Peter meter. Oh, okay. Well, so like his his top rated stuff was one hundred percent on the Peter meter. That's the best. I don't know that this got that rating from him, so uh, I think that it's important to point that out. Okay, no. But uh, I did just see on the IMDb page for this. Uh, somebody shared a trivia note that this was shot in two and a half days. So that's impressive. Uh, all right. Well, <laughs> they had to get those cars back. Uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, um, we won't keep you any longer. We'll go ahead and take a quick break. Yeah, we certainly we'll... won't keep you for two and a half days. Uh, yes, we'll try not to at least. Uh, we'll take a quick break and we'll be back to talk about Trashy Lady. Well, uh, I got this new dame, uh, but there's kind of a little problem. She's too classy for me. So? What the fuck does this got to do with me? Well, see, uh, I want you to train her. You know, show her the ins and the outs. Teach her how to chew gum just like that. How to, how to walk like a sexy broad, you know? I'm a... How would it look if I had a classy dame on my arm, huh? Could ruin my image. I want to do a remake of Trashy Lady. Okay. Uh, uh, starring who? Uh, I don't know. We'll have who, to figure it out. Who are your dream trashy ladies? Um, hmm. Who are your dream trashy ladies? Uh, Kelly LeBrock in Weird Science. Okay. Uh, Linnea Quigley. Okay. Trashy people, uh, Tracy Lords and Crybaby. Okay. Um, who else is really trashy? Oh, uh, all the girls from Faster Pussycat Kill Kill. Oh, yeah. Those are about my top seven. Excellent. Six, or I didn't count. But, you know, it was good that I had a list on hand. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. You really did it. 
liquor before beer, you're in the clear. So that means when I finish drinking this, I can have a beer. Oh, yeah. Live to drink. Drink to live. Oh, yeah. If you're an alcoholic, you have to or you'll start shaking. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. All right. So let's talk a little bit about Trashy Lady. Trashy Lady opens up with some jazzy, swingy music and some uh, credits title cards yeah, with some uh, Art Nouveau kind of style. Right, yeah. Very nice, very. Uh, it's a period piece. Yes, it's a period piece set in the in Prohibition era. era. Yeah, 19, early 1920s. Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Well, so uh, we get our credits and then we open with uh, Harry Reams in bed. Uh, Harry Reams' character is Dutch. Dutch uh, Siegel, a Jewish yes. Jewish mobster. Uh, yes. There is a famous, uh, I can't think of his first name, but he's a Jewish mobster. His last name is Siegel, so obviously a real-life inspiration there. Uh, there, IMDb saying in multiple places Dutch Schultz. Dutch Schultz, maybe I don't the know, other I feel like Siegel... I don't know. I don't know. Okay, erase it. It doesn't matter. Cut it out. Dutch. That's what's important. It's Dutch. What's important are his flamingo uh, underpants. Yes, his flamingo underpants that he's uh, wearing, which are pretty rad. Flamingo boxers. He is uh, reading the paper and chuckling, and his girl, Jessie, is in the other room. She starts complaining about how they don't go out anymore, and... uh, he says some bullshit about him being worried that if he takes her out, somebody's going to take her or something like that. But she asks for his help fastening a garter, and he starts to undress her at that point and uh, goes down on her. And uh, we start our first sex scene here. Uh, she says, let me suck on your meat. That was a good piece of dialogue here. Yes. Uh, I want to suck your meat. <laughs> So, uh, uh, she played by Kara Lott, by the way. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, so they fuck in a few positions, and he finally finishes pulling out and coming on her ass from uh, doggy style. And, uh, yeah. he pushes back in and continues to fuck. Yeah, I made a note at about this point. I was like, oh, they're supposed to be going out. Yeah. <laughs> but they haven't yet. Uh, I like when he's eating her out. It looks like he has two mustaches. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's great. Um, I love pornography. Yes. <laughs> so uh, after they finish, she asks if they can go to the club now. So we transition from there to this hand-drawn animated graphic for P- Club Paradise with yeah. uh, palm trees and a neon blinking sign. Uh, on the order of animated transition shots, it's maybe a little bit better than the ones in Driller. Uh, it's better quality than the ones in Driller, but it doesn't make me as happy as the ones in Driller. That's fair. I was kind of, yeah, because so far, like, the lighting in this scene is pretty great. Like, everything seems to be kind of, like, a high value. Uh And it seems like kind of like a very cheap, like, way to get out of, like, showing, like, a club. But maybe they were having trouble finding a club in that style when they were filming. Yeah. I don't know. Like, even just, like, for an exterior. Who knows? I mean, they could have just not even had a transition. Yeah. But I don't know. It's fun. It's fine. It's fun and fine. <laughs> so, at that point, we see Dutch at the club uh, at a table with Jesse. Um, he says that he wants to go, but she wants to stay. Dutch is getting upset with her. He mentions that he could have any dame he wants in town, and finally she gets fed up with him and says that he can do that and tells him to fuck off. So uh, it doesn't take him long to get his eyes on someone else, a matter of seconds even. Mm -hmm. Uh, He notices the new cigar girl, Kitty. Uh, He asks the club manager about her. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then we get a cut to a scene with Kitty and the club manager having an interview for the job, it appears. We cut back to Dutch, and he asks the manager uh, how she is. Uh, saying that he knows that he fucks them before putting them out on the floor. Yeah, everybody knows it, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> apparently. 
So uh, we then cut to the manager fucking kitty doggy style, and she has no reaction to it. Yeah, and to kind of like good filmmaking here, there's like no like music to kind of like draw, you know, to kind of like eroticize it. Like it's right. very much like selling the point that she's just kind of doing this because she needs a job. Right. She's tolerant of it. She's not fighting it, but she yeah. is also not getting anything out of it. Right. She's wearing, like, a white garter belt and stockings. Uh, and, yeah, all you hear in the scene is breathing and kind of some faint muffled sounds in the background that sound like cars or something. <laughs> he finally pulls out and comes on her ass, and she asks, Does that mean I get the job? We finally cut back to the present and see the manager tell Dutch that uh, she's not his type of girl, but Dutch asks him to send her over, so... She comes over and asks if he wants a cigar, and Dutch tells her to sit down. She tells him that she's not allowed, but he says that he owns the place, so... She uh, starts to talk to him and introduces herself as Catherine, but Dutch insists that he's going to call her Kitty. So, uh, you know, as it is, a man's going to dictate how she is uh, labeled in the future. Uh, he offers her a drink, but she says that she doesn't drink. So he asks her if she knows who he is, and she does. You know, it's he's Dutch, and Dutch says that he gets what he wants and asks her how she'd like to be his girl. She actually does seem excited by this prospect, knowing uh, Dutch's status. Yeah, and she's not going to sling cigars anymore. Right. So and get fucked by Major D's. Right. She's at least, uh, if she's getting fucked for money, she's at least getting fucked by a rich guy with money. Uh, not just some fucking first-level management at some establishment. Dutch mentions that she may be too much of a lady and says that it might be a problem. So we see Dutch getting out of his car and this paper boy hands him a paper and tells Dutch that if there's anything he can do, let him know. Uh, Dutch gives him a coin for a tip and walks into his office. We see Dutch tell uh, someone out of the room to get in there and says that he has a job for them. I did. I was poking on IMDb. So um, apparently he does get referred to as Mr. Siegel at one point, even oh, though okay. he's playing. So I... Okay, I'm not completely off so, base. Okay, so looking at IMDb, his name isn't supposed to be Siegel, but he's called Siegel at one point. Yes, in okay. the film. Yeah, just some error that never got corrected. Wonderful. Sorry, it was preying upon my mind. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, is it is it Eddie that gets called into the room to talk to Dutch here? Rick Savage? I think so. Yeah, anyway. Rick so Savage is just kind of hanging about. Yeah, he, uh, Dutch tells him he's got a job for him, seeing an article in the newspaper about how Louie is getting out of the, out of jail soon. Big Louie. Yeah, Big uh, Louie. Played by Herschel Savage. Herschel the Simp Savage. <laughs> yes. So, it's at that point that we see Rita getting out of her car and led to, uh, Dutch's office by Eddie. Rita is played by... Is that Amberlynn? That's Amberlynn. Yes. Not, not Ginger. Exactly. Yes. So, uh... Were they sisters? Uh, probably. <laughs> yes. Dutch tells Rita that she's looking great, and she curses at him and says that he knows whose girl she is, and Big Louie would kick his ass if he knew that he was making a move on her, but Dutch clarifies that he's not making a move on her. She asks what this is about, and he tells her that he has a private deal he wants to tell her about and explains that his new dame is too classy for him and wants Rita to train her. He says, How'd it look if I had a classy dame on my arm? It ruined my image. What I need is a trashy lady, just like you. Yeah. <laughs> um, the titular line of the film. It is, and I think one of the important um, teachings of the teacher overall. Yes, just exactly. We reject the classy lady and uphold the trashy lady. I think that there is a lot of credit given to the classy lady in today's society, and there's not enough credit given to the trashy lady. So this one's for all the trashy ladies. Yes, uh, my bourbon and coke in my hand. Uh, 
Gonna tip it back for yeah. all the trashy ladies. A toast to the trashy lady. All hail the teacher. All hail the teacher. What? Ugh. Okay, so um, Rita says that she's never had an offer like that and notes that since Big Louie's in, in the joint, uh, things have slowed down, so she says uh, okay to his proposition, so she's going to train uh, his girl. He asked her to shake on it, but she says she'll do him one better, and she blows him. Yes. And we see a wonderful blowjob scene here. It's an excellent blowjob scene. That's the thing about a lot of the sex in this film is it's very good. Yeah, even that first scene, I kind of blew past it, but it was a good sex scene. Yeah, it was good. There's um, some nice shots in there, too. Like, it's good sex, and it's pretty well shot for the most part. Right. Uh, Nice nice framing. A lot of the... To see the blood, sweat, and tears. Exactly. Uh, in this sex scene, uh, you know, she blows him. It's pretty straightforward. Uh, Rita tells Dutch that she wants him to come on her face, and he does. Uh, and uh, it's beautiful. A nice trashy lady. Nice work by a trashy lady. Yeah, a fine trashy lady. I guess I'll add Amber. I should add Amberlynn to my list of trashy ladies. Yeah, you really should. I'm going to put her up there. Excellent. Rita tells Dutch that she needs a dick to practice with. Uh, And then we, as she says that, we hear the newspaper boy outside yelling out to people, trying to sell them the paper. And Dutch says that he's got the perfect guy. So we cut immediately from there to Rita and Kitty in bed with the paper boy. Uh, Dutch was able to find a job for him after all. Yeah, it's good. A good job. Yeah. I uh, would be honored to take that job. Yeah, it's a good job. Um, 20s underwear look like diapers. (laughs) uh well great that's what i learned when i watched this movie (laughs) so baggy uh so we see rita walk kitty through blowing the paper boy uh and then eventually kitty kind of takes over blowing him and rita starts painting her fingernails at the side of the bed uh after a little bit of blowing she says now that you've got it nice and hard i'll show you what to do with it so she gets on top of the paperboy cowgirl and rides him while kitty watches kind of up close uh both from up front and behind she's just got her eyes right on the business uh which is great rita asks kitty if she wants to try now and she tells kitty to get on her hands and knees and the paperboy starts to fuck her from behind she eventually kind of leans up and asks him to pinch her nipples. So uh, Rita calls her a good girl as she's uh, painting her nails once again. Uh, finally, he comes on her ass. So Kitty asks Rita how she did, and Rita says she did good, telling her to be back tomorrow at the same time. Uh, it's from here that we're introduced to Big Louie and Al. Yes. So Al tells Louie that Rita has been seeing Dutch. And Louie is pissed. Louie, again played by Herschel Savage, uh, tells Al to put the squeeze on Dutch. Hurt him. So... Give him the old squeeze job. Yeah. (laughs) So we uh, see Dutch coming down the stairs from his office, and the paper boy asks him if he did a good job. Dutch tells him he did better than good and gives him a big cash tip and says that he'll be using him uh, again in the future. And the boy says, thank you. He's very happy. He got paid well, and he got his cock worked like nobody's business. Yeah. It's a good job. Yeah, he has a great job. Uh, so we cut from there to a boxer in a gym uh, punching a punching bag. Now, this gym uh, is clearly a set with a door kind of like the uh, office door of any private eye in a noir film. Yes. The glass with the name on it, and this yeah, is the uh, frosted glass. The frosted glass. It just says Rocky's Gym, but it's obviously just some tiny room that they're all in. It's a tiny, filthy room with a punching bag. We have Emma in the corner, uh, and then we have Rocky and uh, the boxer. Yeah. So Rocky owns the gym. He's holding the punching bag. Yep, that's Mark Wallace. Uh, ah, yes. And yes. Um, the boxer is Frank. Papillon? Ah, yes, that's right. Yes, I don't know. He's a very jacked, I guess, French guy or something. Yeah, I think he's mostly known for gay porn, but. Oh, that makes sense. Here he goes straight. Yes, he does. Sort of. I think, does he take the. Does he do the anal part? Uh, No, he was on the bottom. Okay. Well, there you go. 
Straight. There we go. Uh, would it be gay if he was having anal sex with the woman? Only if his balls touch Mark Wallace's. Oh, okay. Well, their balls... I saw him rub. Okay, yeah, I'd imagine. So, anyhow... But his dick was in a vagina, so it's not gay. It negates it. Okay, we'll get back to that in just <laughs> a second. So, we see uh, Dutch come in, and he says that he's uh, checking on his investment in the boxer, uh, talking to Rocky... Uh, Rocky tells him that the boxer's doing good, and Dutch says that he's concerned that he's looking too good, and says he has a a pair of cement shoes if the boxer doesn't go down in the third round for Rocky. He asks Rocky who the girl in the corner is, and Rocky tells him it's Emma, Johnny's girlfriend. So Johnny is the boxer's name. John Boo. As Dutch is leaving and talking to Emma, Emma makes a comment about how uh, Johnny's only paying attention on his workout. Uh, and Dutch says that a guy's got a workout, and Emma says that she could use a workout. So uh, Dutch leaves, and then uh, we see her watching Johnny and Rocky as they're working out, and we hear a replay of her saying that she could use a workout a few times. And then we cut straight to that, to her blowing Johnny and Rocky. Uh we could tell that this is kind of a fantasy because we can still hear the punching bag happening in the soundtrack. Uh, but she's just imagining blowing the two of them. Uh, then we cut from that to her riding Johnny and uh, blowing Rocky. Uh, we cut back and forth to her watching them in real life a few times to kind of cement what's going on here. Uh, but then we cut to Rocky fucking her in the ass while she's still riding Johnny, so we get a full DP situation here. Yes, and it's quite nice. Uh, yes, this is uh, one of the hotter <clears throat> DP scenes I've seen in a porn film. Excellent. Uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit, but uh, I feel like this is we've only seen a handful of DP scenes in the films we've covered. I think so, yeah. Uh, I know there was one in Deep Throat. I think there was one in The Devil uh, and Miss Jones as well. I think there was. Um was there one in Peanut Butter Freak when those two guys were banging her, or was it just like they took turns? They took turns. Okay. They were uh, one was in her mouth and one was fucking her, but okay. I, there wasn't a there wasn't any anal in that scene. That's a bummer. Okay, yeah, you're right. This is one of the few. Let's ring a bell. Ding ding. <laughs> Down in the third round. Yep. As they're fucking, I noticed that Johnny's still wearing these black leather boots, uh, and that's the only thing. Uh, Rocky, who's fucking her in the ass, eventually pulls out and comes on her ass, but she keeps riding Johnny, and then he pulls out and comes, and she kind of jacks him off a bit, uh, and Rocky's kind of bracing himself on the punching bag as he's gotten up after coming, and, uh, we then cut from that to her watching them work out again, so this didn't actually happen, but, uh, it was a fun distraction. Yes. Uh, so we cut from that to Kitty. Uh, and she's looking at herself in a mirror in white lingerie. And in the other room, there's a maid, uh, Norma, who's straightening up. Kitty kind of drops her silk robe that she's wearing over her lingerie on the ground, and the maid comes and picks it up. It's at this point that Kitty's looking in the mirror and practicing cursing. Yeah, she's teaching herself to cuss. Yeah, she wants to get trashed up. <laughs> and oh. uh, cursing's a good part of that. You ever heard anyone curse who's just like not very good at it? Uh, yes. It's strange. <laughs> like, it just seems so unnatural to them. Right. Uh, I don't care for it. Uh, it's worth noting, and I think I skipped past it a couple times, but, um, in the first scene with Dutch and Jesse, his, uh, former girl, he made a point that while she was cursing while they were fucking, that he loved the way that she talked. And also in the scene where Rita blows dutch he also made a comment that he loves the way that she talks so this is kind of an important point in the things that yeah. dutch likes about girls is she likes a lady uh, that'll that'll cuss yes like he likes curses yes he loves cursing kitty and norma talk a bit and kitty tells norma that rita taught her everything that she knows and norma says there's more she could learn and norma offers to teach her so she starts to kiss on Kitty's breasts and suck on her nipples and pinches them. Uh, Norma tells Kitty that men love watching women play. It's one of their fantasies. So uh, Norma has Kitty sit down and open her legs and starts to go down on her. 
they switch spots and uh, they go at it a bit. And then we see Big Louie back in his uh, jail visiting room, I guess it is. Yeah. The, uh, uh, in the big house. In the big house. And Sing Sing, the slammer. <laughs> uh, the big house. <laughs> the big He's, bird house. It's funny because it's like this big dark room and there's like a, a spotlight in a certain area. So yeah. it's very cartoony in that yeah, sense. Yeah, it's very, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, Rita is visiting Big Louie, and he asks Rita how long she's been seeing Dutch, and she tells him it's not like that. Uh, he asks her why she couldn't wait longer. She tells him it's not, you know, it's not what he thinks, and he says all he does is think, and he talks about how he's thinking about her soft breasts and this, that, and the other. And then we get a cut to him sucking on her tits. Uh, this is a second fantasy scene that we have in this film. There are a lot of fantasy scenes. Uh, so apparently Big Louie is just in this cell, in his cell, thinking about fucking Rita all the time, but apparently can't get any conjugal visits, so... Yeah, uh, you think... Like, he's been discussing, like, his criminal enterprise in front of this guard. You think that guard would be, like, on the take? Yeah, you, know, you would think so. look the other way if he dropped his pants. He says that he lays awake thinking about her at night. Her pussy tastes so sweet. So we cut back to the fantasy and he's going down on her. Um, he says that he thinks about her licking his cock up and down, taking it into her mouth, and then we cut to her blowing him in the fantasy. Then he says that he wants to put his cock inside her, fuck her deep, and then of course we cut to more fantasy and he's fucking her on the uh, table in that room. Um, he finally pulls out and comes on her pubes, uh, which we see from her POV. Yeah. She's fantasizing about it now. It's got her hot. Yeah. I think it's interesting because we don't see a whole lot of female POV in porn films as a whole. Sure. Definitely not. So that's cool. I think it's also interesting that she's like, it's not like that, even though she definitely blew Dutch. Yeah. That's a piece of the film that I feel like goes unexplored. Yeah. Is like, the film treats it like everything with her has been totally uh, okay and like, on the um, up and up. Yeah. But she blew Dutch and also helped blow this paper boy and, and fucked this paper boy. And she was, and she definitely told Dutch like, "This is just between us." Yeah. yeah. So I mean, she definitely did. There is something between Dutch and her. Yeah. Granted, Dutch didn't initiate it. Yeah. For what it's worth. But you know what? He doesn't. She doesn't. He doesn't have to because she's a trashy lady. You're right. She's liberated. And she'll suck anyone's cock she wants to. Exactly. And we salute that. And we love the way she talks. Exactly. So uh, the guard tells them that the time's up. So we cut to Dutch in a warehouse uh, looking at all these like barrels of alcohol. He's talking about all of that. And then a guy shows up. Uh, and it's apparently Al. Uh, Al? 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 It's uh, Al Bundy. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's Al, who is Big Louie's goon, uh, shows up with a Tommy gun and shoots at all of them, and they jump down and duck. Uh, alcohol starts leaking out of the kegs, and of course Al takes off. So Dutch tastes the alcohol as it's coming out and says it's not bad. Uh, then he asks... Um, who put the hit out on me? He asks Eddie who that was, and he tells him that it was Al, Big Louie's guy. So Dutch is confused why Louie is after him. Uh, then we cut to Kitty in a bathtub. She calls out to Norma saying that she wants to wear the peach teddy tonight. Uh, we see Norma in the other room with Eddie. Eddie tells Norma that Kitty's getting to be a real slut now. Uh, Norma says she's really changed since Miss Rita came around. Kitty keeps calling out orders from the other room and correcting herself that she wants to wear this, no that, and all of that. And Norma's just listening from the other room. Eddie tells Norma that he wouldn't take that from her, and she says that he's welcome to say something to Dutch, but she's not going to. Uh, he says he's got better things to do with his time. She asks, like what? And he talks about how they've been dancing around for a long time. Uh, Norma notes that Kitty should be in the bath for a little while longer, so she gets on his lap and he starts to finger her as they make out. So uh, Norma blows him and 
they play around a bit while Kitty's in the other room, still bathing and yelling out things here and there. He says that he wants to taste her and has her bend over and starts to eat her out from behind. Uh, then he starts to thumb her vagina. He lays her down on the end of a, a long chair, like a chase or something like that, and he starts She's to fuck long. her. Yeah. After a while, Kitty yells out for Nora to bring her towels because she's ready to get out of the bath. And Norma tells Tony to hurry and he pounds away and pulls out and comes on her pubes. So we cut from there to Dutch confronting Louie in jail. He asks Louie if he's trying to take over his booze operation and Louie says that it's about Rita. And of course, uh, Dutch tells him that it's not what he thinks. And Louie says that he's moving in on his girl, so he's made it personal. Uh, it's at this point the Dutch starts to explain to Louie what all's going on, and things fade out as he starts to talk. And at that point, things are, I guess, resolved between Dutch and Big Louie. Yeah, they're fine. Um, <laughs> it's just like, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we then see everybody showing up at an event, and Louie and Rita are there together. Yeah, and... they had mentioned this earlier. Um, it's like gangster prom basically yeah i guess like the so. association like the brotherhood or whatever their mob is called uh there is a banner there that says third annual brotherhood convention which is a very vague thing yeah that's how you well it's plausible deniability you can't be like third annual mafia fucking gangbang yeah oh third annual brotherhood convention makes me think that it's like a clan meeting or something it could have there might have been a little there's probably some racism there's those, certainly those, some racism from those Italians in the twenties or the whoever they are supposed to be. Uh, it's certainly not as explicit <laughs> as in the last movie with no, uh, with Cherry the uh, crossdresser. And her famous catchphrase: "Don't let the n words hear you." <laughs> yeah. Jeez, Jesus fucking Christ! Uh, yeah, uh, uh, that was tough. So uh, yeah, Louis and Rita are there together. Louis now out of jail. Dutch greets them and tells them to have a good time. He walks over to his guy and tells him that he doesn't want any hardware in there tonight and tells him to frisk people on the way in. Uh, not one piece he wants in there. So then we see Kitty show up, dressed up in a nice white gown, and she approaches Dutch and starts to talk dirty. She says, I have this hot, wet pussy, and I don't know what to do with it. Uh, he tells her that they need to stay for at least a half hour or so, and she says that... Uh, he should tell her where to park her ass then. He says he loves the way she talks, as he said to Jesse and Rita before. And then we freeze frame and see the credits. Uh, and that is the end of Trashy Lady. So uh, we're going to take one more quick break here, and then we'll be back to give our final thoughts on Trashy Lady. Are you sure Mr. Siegel wanted me to do this? Look, kid, those are the orders. Now just lay there, okay? We've got work to do. Honey, unbutton his pants for me. Thank you. Now, I'm sure you've seen one of these before. You're not that innocent. What you <laughs> want to do is stick it in your mouth. And they like it if you start slow. All right, we're back here on the Raincoat Report uh, to give our final thoughts on Trashy Lady. And in order to do that, I'm going to turn things over to the trashy man of the podcast, Jeremy. Jeremy, talk about Trashy Lady. Let me talk about Trashy Lady. Don't try to stop me. Okay. <laughs> um, I like a good period piece, you know? I'm a fan of uh, costumes and sets and things. We've talked about a few of those at this point on the show. Um, the Naughty Victorians? The Naughty Victorians, our very first episode, uh, Dixie Ray Hollywood star. Sure. Uh, uh, act of confession, sort of? Yeah, kind of. Uh, well, actually, I don't know if that's a period piece. It's like a completely alternate fantasy reality. Because technically, I guess it could be modern day in just some fucking convent. Just, yeah, just some bullshit where they don't let you use the internet. <laughs> um <laughs> uh prisoner of paradise uh so but this one uh i think it stands out for the kind of the production values it has yeah uh i think it's one of the the highlights of the film is uh just like the the 
the technical side of the film on this one. Sure. Uh, like good lighting, good uh, framing for a lot of things. Uh, thinking back to uh, opening a Misty Beethoven and how they mm-hmm. talked in some of the extras about how uh, Bradley knew how to like kind of like fill a scene, kind of like fill the camera. They do a good job of that for the most part. Um, uh, fill fill the frame. Yeah. yeah, fill the frame. Yeah, that's it. Because uh, like in the scene where Dutch is talking at his club there's extras you don't really get to hear him talking but you know like, right. there's other stuff to look at besides them yeah and they're not just staring blankly to the side they seem like a real part of the scene right um and then later like the couple cars they do have if you notice like they have two cars and they use them both like in every scene like the right. one will drive by or whatever so um <laughs> clearly steve scott was a man who knew how to like you know up the production value of a film that was uh, at the end of the day, a trashy affair. Yes. Really an excuse for a fuck film. Yes. Um, and I never like to fault a, a porno film for having too much sex. That seems kind of counterintuitive. Right. But uh, I would say that is sort of one of my criticisms. It's not so much that there's too much sex. Uh-huh. It's just that the way the sex uh, is done. Having two fantasy scenes in one film. Right. Where they clearly could have just had sex yeah like it's a porno reality just make them fuck exactly um with the boxer and the thing that would have been just fine and hot a good scene probably made better if it had been you know real does that kind of make sense to you yes although i would give one one extra thing to that and i think the fact that the boxer scene was a fantasy Mm -hmm. of the girl kind of changes the context of the scene a little bit than if they were just DPing her. Sure. Because it's kind of her sexual frustration being coming through. Yeah. That not only is there this like nasty DP scene in this film, but it is not just something that she went along with, but it's right. like what she's actively fantasizing right. about. She's one of and the... I kind of dig that about the scene. You saying that I kind of get it. Like she's she's also a trashy lady. She is, in yes, her indeed. own way. You know, she might be more repressed than say Amber Lynn, right? But uh, you know, she's thinking about the kind of stuff that Amber does. Exactly. So okay, I'll give it that. I do. I am going to fault the scene with Amber Lynn and Herschel Savage for him just not pounding her over the table in prison because that's yeah. a fucking boss gangster move that he chose not to take because he's Herschel the Simp Savage. Yeah, it's kind of interesting <laughs> because, indeed, this is like at least the third movie that we've seen with him that he, indeed, Just, is the Simp, as you yeah, said. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing something where he lives up to his last name, but uh, maybe he's got more like that, like... Uh, Woody Allen kind of Jew energy instead the, of like the, the self-deprecating type. Yeah. Instead of the, uh, David Lee Roth, Harry Reams, sexual, uh, powerhouse of a Jew. You know, if I knew for sure that he had like a cuck fantasy or something like that, I feel like I'd feel better about his, his role. Career would make more sense. Um, yeah. Like if that was his thing, I would be like, all right, you're really doing it, man. Yeah. <laughs> you're doing it. But instead he just seems like the butt of all the jokes. Right. But I will say that there are more films that he's in where, and I'm pretty sure there are certainly some roles where he is more of an alpha guy and less of a sucker, but we need to get to them. Yeah. We just haven't picked one so far. Um, so if you know one that you love, let us know through our social media. Like, I remember he was the lead in uh, Blue Ice, which is a weird kind of Nazi exploitation porno mm-hmm. that we should definitely cover. Yeah. But it's possible, because I don't remember the details of the movie. I remember liking it, but it's possible that he's still kind of the, uh, the sucker of the film Nazi still, simp. even though he is uh, kind of the lead in it. But... Uh, I don't know. We'll get yeah. to that shortly, and we'll see for yeah. sure. We'll share with you. It's a German term for that. It's Dear Simpenfuhrer. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, back to my review. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Sorry for interrupting. Oh, no, it's okay. I've completely lost my train of thought. The second drink has destroyed me. Uh, you were talking about how uh, how the fantasy scenes... Oh, yeah, I don't scenes... want to impugn the, the, the reality of how much sex there is in these films, but... right. I don't know. In this one, I do feel like 
sex kind of comes at the expense of the plot a little bit. Yeah. Because uh, I am pretty interested in, like, the... First of all, obviously, I love Harry Reams, um, and him acting like a gangster is something I could just watch all day. For sure. And I think he does not get quite enough screen time. Yes. Uh, The screen time he does get is great. He owns it. Yes. Uh, All the best scenes of the film are with him. Yes. That said... Um, it does share some more similarities to Misty Beethoven, just in that general uh, kind of uh, My Fair Lady type situation where he's training this woman to sort of like he's creating, he's recasting this person as like someone else, basically. Yeah. Uh, but you don't get to see a whole lot of that because it does kind of delve off into like other aspects like of his criminal empire where he's like running like a boxing scam and right he's at war with something else so it does feel a little underdeveloped at the end of the film right especially when the two principal characters don't have a sex scene together yes and that's probably one of my main criticisms of this film is that that never happens i don't know if there was some kind of issue between the two or it just wasn't something steven scott was actively thinking about yeah, I don't to know. fill out his film, but it, it just like feels... It seems like the obvious ending of the film. It feels a little anticlimactic, yeah. Because you do have, like, that scene in Misty Beethoven where Jamie Gillis and uh, Constance Money finally get it on. And it's yeah. great. Even though the film ends with with her, her like, keeping him almost as a slave boy, yeah. they still have their <laughs> fuck scene towards the end before then. Yeah, and this just kind of ends, like, you know she's a trashy lady now by the way she talks. Um, and just like the Bee Gees knew, you know I'm a man by the way I walk. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, on the technical side, I'm pretty impressed with it. Right. For something made in two and a half days, it looks great. Yeah. Um, like, I think they made better use of like their period pieces and say like Dracula sucks. Right. Uh, something like that. It's certainly not as much of a mess as Dracula sucks. Definitely like, not. The, for all of its faults, it's definitely still logical. Yeah. Whereas Dracula sucks was a mess. Yeah, everything kind of follows through like in a pretty logical way um, to make a film you can you can you can follow and not be like, what did I just watch and why? But I'd say plot wise, it does kind of let me down a little bit. Right. Just in the way that it doesn't de- develop. Uh, as you would expect such a film to develop. Not that I don't think like things that are like, you know, out of left field, like uh Harry suddenly dying in uh flesh pot in 42nd <laughs> street. But, uh, I don't know. Sometimes when things reach their logical conclusion, it feels good. And you get a sense of closure about things and you're like, all right, well, that was quite the tale that I witnessed. Let me let me take that into a different direction. Take it somewhere. Uh, you're wearing a WrestleMania down. T-shirt, okay. uh, and it's beautiful. Okay. Uh, but one of the things that this reminds me of is uh, the the WWE pro okay. wrestling. Okay. One of their signature things is whenever they do something and there seems to be a logical conclusion to it, mm-hmm. they purposely go in the opposite direction because they don't want to be predictable. And that is something that is just stupid to do. Sometimes, like, going the other direction is cool if you have a reason to do it. But there is a tendency amongst people sometimes to just go in the opposite direction just Just to do something different. And it's the wrong idea. Sometimes something's predictable. And the reason that it's predictable is because it's the right move. It works. Yeah, it's been done. I mean, it's been done before. It's been done before because it works. Right. Uh, This just kind of makes the whole, like, plot of the film just kind of almost feel like an afterthought in a way. Yeah. Um, But, like I said, what I do like in it, I like a lot. I'm going to give it a strong three. Okay. All right. So So I'm going to turn it back over to Boss and let... Bossomania run wild upon you. Excellent. So I had a thought before I came into this and I didn't want to share it with you because I didn't want it to affect what you said or anything. I had a thought that today's episode was going to be the episode where our star ratings were the furthest apart. Mm -hmm. And uh, I thought 
that you were going to give it three stars. Yes. And I was right. Yes, you killed it. So I was right about my prediction. All let right. me let me talk a little bit about this. Keep so, talking. Yes. Thank you for your permission. Don't talk anymore. <laughs> this podcast is mine. So this film has a lot going for it. Uh, of course, you know, just the simple presence of the teacher, Harry Reams, is excellent stuff. Um, his role as a mobster is excellent. Uh, as you mentioned as well, I could watch him be a mobster all day, and I really wish I did see more of him, and that is a legitimate fault in this film. Mm-hmm. Ginger Lynn, as the uh, trashy lady kitty, mm-hmm. uh, is amazing in this film. I think she's incredibly attractive here. I think that there are certain films that I've seen where I found her less attractive. But in this film in particular, I think she's super hot. And I think that that's great for this film. I think that there are a lot of excellent sex scenes in this film, as you've given credit for as well. Um, I think that this, honestly, to me, has some of the hottest sex scenes that I've seen in a porn film. Sure, I could definitely, Um, yeah. I really, really like. Uh, I really, really like the scene with the uh, the boxer's girlfriend getting DP'd and stuff. Um, there are obviously some faults in this film. The fact that Harry Reams and Ginger Lynn don't fuck at the end is a massive issue with this film, and perhaps there was some reason for that. But at the end of the day, that is just like how the film is supposed to end. Yeah, that is like. That's just how it's supposed to happen. Yeah. And the fact that that doesn't happen is really upsetting to me, especially since, as I said before, I really like both of them in this film. Sure. They do a great job in this film. All of that being said, you know, those are obvious real problems with this film, but I really like this movie. I really like, uh, of course, like I said, Harry Reams and his role is great. Ginger Lynn is great in her role. I think it's really funny that, like, her cursing at herself in the mirror and stuff like that. Like, she has gone all the way down the line with this whole trashy lady situation. Uh, I do like the fact that it's kind of a Misty Beethoven situation and the fact that she's being trained to uh, this role as the trashy lady, so to speak. And it's nice that she's, like, really into it. Uh, That definitely helps the situation as far as trying to... Uh, frame it mentally and uh, you know get uh, get really into it and all of that you know there are those faults but at the same time I think all of the sex scenes in this film are really good and like I said I think that the sex scenes in this film are more arousing than the sex scenes in most of the films that I've seen there are definitely faults with it like I really like the DP scene with the boxer's girlfriend, but at the same time, like these characters are just in this one scene, and that's it. Mm-hmm. So they could have changed this up a bit, uh, but they didn't. And I think that like they could have done the exact same scene with other characters to that were already existing in the film to make things better. Mm-hmm. Emma, the girlfriend in the scene, Sherry Jeanvier. Yes, that's her name. Uh, she has 27 credits on IMDb, so she she was in several films, but I don't know if she like got a, a very big role in any of them. I'll have to, uh, we'll figure it out as we go along, but yes. I thought she was very attractive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do have a thing for redheads, though, yeah. and she was a redhead, so oh, yeah. that definitely helps, but... Uh, I thought she was great in this. Uh, I feel like we could have used her in some other position in the film. I don't know. You always want to have uh, different characters having sex throughout the film and all of that, but there's just no uh, reason that they should be having sex here. But generally speaking, I want the sex scenes in these films uh, to be good, but I want the narrative to be really strong along the way. You made a lot of valid criticisms about this film, and honestly, I can't argue away any of them. No, because I'm a um, master debater. <laughs> I, I made my my point about the boxer scene and how yeah. it being a fantasy kind of helps in that Works, sense. But yeah. like, at the end of the day, this is a film that has several flaws with it, but my ratings are based off of how much I enjoyed the film, and I honestly enjoyed this film a whole lot, so I'm going to give this film a four-star rating. Excellent. 
So that is the farthest we've been apart. Yeah. We've been apart a half a star, but we've never been a full star apart. Yeah. But at the same time, I think that we both have the same opinions of the film, at least as far as the specifics of it. But uh, at the end of the day, I just liked it more. And that's it. I just like to be harsh. That's, <laughs> that's what. You're the defines. Simon Cowell of the podcast. <laughs> You're to the, give a very timely yeah. uh, comparison. You're the frighteningly thin Randy Jackson. Yeah, <laughs> he is frighteningly thin. I we don't watched like him it. on the New Year's special. I don't and like he it. Was, he yeah. was too. He's too small now. Uh, he looks like a, he had ran over a gypsy that cursed him. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what's a great movie? Drag Me to Hell. I was thinking of thinner, but that's a better movie for sure. Yeah, the thinner sucks. I don't think I've seen Thinner all the way through. I never saw it. I read it, and oh, okay. I, hated, I hated it. Okay, fair uh, enough. I was like, Jesus sucks. This guy uh, sucks. I well, want this you know. book to end. And then it did oh. when I finished it. Oh, yeah. It took a couple of days, but, uh, you know. I like Stephen King a lot, but when you write a million things, you can't always have winners. No. Uh, there's winners and thinners. There's winners. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did I read? I read Misery, and that was great. I read The Green Mile, and that was great. read very different Stephen King books. I read some of The Stand, but it's just too long, and I never finished it. Sure. I read... Um, it's like 1,200 pages, the like a, a, yeah. the bigger version yeah, yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I read all the Dark Tower books. Did you? I did. Are those really good? I've always heard that they were good, but... the On the whole, they're, they're, they're good. Yeah. There's some weak books okay which is kind of rough to get through right um because there was like a is it kind of up and down or is it just uh, that like he at wrote the end like they four of them i think while he was still on coke and then there was like a 10-year break and he came back and kind of finished it up uh-huh so there's just some quality differences like just between just because of that gap right um, i read eyes of the dragon which is like a fantasy novel that he did that's interesting yeah uh stephen king podcast uh, yes. That's what we're doing now. Uh, excellent. So let's all read. We're gonna read. Um, oh fuck! Tommy Knockers. We're gonna read Tommy Knockers and get back to you in a couple <laughs> of months when we finish Tommy Knockers. Yes. That book is also like twelve hundred pages. <laughs> is it? It's one of those thick ones that he definitely wrote when he was just coked out. You know what is a great result of uh, Stephen King's coke addiction? Is uh, maximum or- overdrive. Oh, I thought you were going to say the child orgy and it. Oh, no. No, not that. <laughs> maximum overdrive is definitely better than a child orgy. Uh, yes, it it's is. got Emilio. It is like the ultimate cocaine movie to me. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. All that ACDC certainly helps. All that ACDC and that fear that your technology is going to turn on you is definitely, uh, <laughs> from my travels, um, abusing cocaine. <laughs> uh that's the two takeaways i have and the uh, judas priest rules uh yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh okay so i gave my rating i guess that's it basically that's it. we're done we're done so Do you have any uh, final thoughts uh my final thought is that trashy lady is definitely worth checking out uh it's certainly not something that you uh, that doesn't have issues. I acknowledge all of those issues, but I like it a lot. So that's kind of where we're at. I would say definitely, I would still say watch it, even though my rating was in the kind of the middle yeah. range. Uh, but I mean, there's, it's there's Harry a lot Reams. of good. And, but, and like I said, I'm, I'm a harshman. Yeah. So uh, take that as you will. Yeah. I don't want to grade too high. Exactly. Um, Especially because I gave Flush Pot a three. Yeah. And I like the narrative of that more. Certainly. And so I almost, so I almost gave this a 3.5. But then I was, as I was thinking about it while we were, I was like, well, I was like, well, they're kind of, uh, it, it's very subjective because I always try to like I somehow end up comparing like the movies we, yeah, especially when, since we record like two at a time yeah. usually <laughs> the thing is like i watched this early this week and i've been thinking about it every day since and i've kept thinking to myself this is this is really good there's really good sex in this movie 
Um, I've also like I've been thinking about Too Naughty to Say No a whole lot more, and I almost think that I should give that a higher rating. But what I said is is written in stone, and I'm not going to get can't. busy messing around. But that is another yeah. movie that like I watched God. it. <laughs> um, Change your ratings. <laughs> but Too Naughty to Say No, I've been thinking about a whole lot since, and I almost want to give that a higher rating, but I'm it's not going pop. to. Yeah, it's gonna pop. <laughs> Uh, I just I, yeah, I just think about just it. It's not narratively that great, but at the same time, it has some excellent sex scenes. Yeah, so it's got some good sex scenes, and it's it's fun. And I and I just th- I think about it a lot still. This that Jamie Gillis scene. It's excellent. He's and, a and, sex maniac. And the in the loads on the car <laughs> scene. Gross. Uh, it, it is gross, but it's like gross in a way that I'm like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Like it's it's the type it's such a weird scene it's a unique scene something you don't see in other movies and just it's it's cool but anyway <laughs> uh, I've gotten off task here yeah good take us out all right uh, so as always follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Raincoat Report Raincoat Report at Gmail dot com is our email address if you want to send us any questions send us any homemade porn. Uh, ask us about sending us some VHSs you found somewhere. Definitely do that. Definitely break open your wall and send us what you find. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, do that. Uh, rate, review, and subscribe to us on your podcasting apps. Tell people about us. Uh, you know, post on your social media. Hey, everybody, listen to the Raincoat Report. Help us get the word of the teacher out because yeah. the teacher provides to us all. Uh, and God bless us, everyone. And teacher bless us, everyone. Is that the new, uh, new sign-off for the show? Teacher bless us. Teacher Every, bless us, bless everyone. everyone. And don't forget your raincoat. And don't forget your raincoat. Good uh, night. Bye. <laughs> well, we, we got to stay like at least a half hour or so, huh? Why don't you show me where to park my fucking ass, then? Oh, <laughs> I love the way you talk. <laughs> Come on, baby. <laughs> <laughs>